Over the past year or so, the entire crypto market has gone full sicko mode, and despite a several month long lull recently, it looks like the uptrend has resumed, continuing to draw in tons and tons of mostly inexperienced investors with the promise of going to bed a regular Joe and waking up a millionaire. Although there is, in my opinion, a lot of legitimacy to assets like Bitcoin, Ethereum, even projects like CryptoPunks. Greed and FOMO tend to cloud people's judgment and get them overly excited for projects that are not yet at the point of adoption and utility the prices they're being quoted for suggest. To put it simply, blockchain technology has been in a continuous uptrend for over a decade now, but every four years or so, there is this inevitable cycle of an inflating bubble that gets people to throw money at literally any crypto project no matter how ridiculous it sounds. Last cycle, it was Bitcoin! This time around, we see stuff like Save the Kids. If you were paying attention to the news about the project as it was happening a few months ago, it was like an intense true crime investigation, with plot twists coming out of nowhere, supposed bad guys turning out to be innocent, individuals that weren't even on the radar that turned out to be criminal masterminds, allegedly. All the while, this ambitious sounding project named Save the Kids did not save one single kid whatsoever. So for those of you who didn't keep up with all the madness, I'm gonna attempt to synthesize everything into a short and concise video to document this insane scam that is sure to go down in YouTube history and possibly even lead to imprisonment for whoever proves to be the head of this outright evil operation. Before we get into it though, I want to take a quick moment to thank the sponsor of today's video, NordVPN. We've been working with them for over two years now, and they're not just a great partner to the channel, but I use their service personally as well. If you don't know, a VPN or a virtual private network is in a way a layer of protection that everyone should use when browsing the internet. For because depending on what country you live in, the government always has backdoor solutions to spy on your online activity. Whether they use that ability or not, that's a different topic entirely, but do you trust them to just pinky promise that they won't? And if that's not a concern to you, there's also the ever-present threat of malicious individuals trying to hack into your devices and steal your data. But not if NordVPN has you covered. You can also use it to change the location of your device so you can access websites that might be blocked in your country. And it's generally a good idea to have that extra layer of protection. Anyway, it's quick and easy to use with their one-click auto-connect feature. They have over 5,200 servers in 60 countries. And if you sign up for a two-year plan using my custom link below, you get four additional months for free. Head on over to nordvpn.com andre and use code andre at checkout. That's A-N-D-R-E-I. Once again, a big thank you to NordVPN for continuing to support the channel. Now let's get back into the video. <laughs> On June 2nd, 2021, a newly created Twitter account named Lucas Ewing posted their first tweet, consisting of nothing more than a hashtag, mystery token. The following day, longtime FaZe Clan members Nikon, Tico, FaZe K, and FaZe Jarvis all tweeted out about a new altcoin that was, and I quote, going to change a lot of lives, it's going to make a difference, and is something I truly believe can make a change. June 4th, the website SaveTheKids.io is launched, and the token now has a name and a logo. Anyone who knew a little bit about the charity landscape would have recognized the logo, the name, and the overall design of the website as being eerily similar to Save the Children, one of the longest-running charity organizations in the world founded over 100 years ago. And if these similarities didn't raise a red flag, the roster of so-called ambassadors was sure to do so, as Ricegum, notorious for his previous participation in other alleged scam websites, was featured front and center among the four FaZe Clan members. Furthermore, the roadmap for the token presented on the website spanned 
spanned no more than a few weeks following the launch and ended with two to four weeks. Update roadmap, continue with marketing plan and promotions. That's like driving on a bridge that ends abruptly with a sign saying, we plan to continue building this bridge soon. Trust us. And these are just red flags that might have been apparent right away. What was revealed after the token launched was straight up evil. <laughs> According to Investopedia, a pump and dump is a manipulative scheme that attempts to boost the price of a stock or security through fake recommendations that are false, misleading or greatly exaggerated, allowing the perpetrators to sell their positions after the hype has led to a higher share price. This of course is highly illegal on the stock market, but due to the lack of educated regulation in crypto, pump and dumps are very very common in this space. And immediately after the Save the Kids token launched on June 5th, some of the ambassadors and early investors dumped their coins onto the fans who were either fooled into thinking they're helping a good cause or newbie investors who thought they're early at buying into some greatly undervalued project. Now at this point it could have just looked like any other coin with a shaky start looking to find its footing on the free market, but a thorough investigation led by YouTubers CoffeeZilla and some ordinary gamers pointed towards the high likelihood that there was deliberate fraud taking place behind the scenes. You see, the blockchain is a public ledger of everything that happened every transaction, every digital wallet, every interaction with a smart contract, they're all displayed in a public database for everyone to see. And after a thorough and lengthy investigation by the two YouTubers, it was discovered that Face K not only was doing some very shady transactions with Save the Kids, but he had apparently been involved in other pump and dump schemes beforehand. By cross-referencing wallet addresses from his tweet replies, it was revealed that he had even held giveaways in the past, where the winners were in fact dummy accounts seemingly created by none other than K himself. If that is indeed true, then that is giveaway fraud, and it goes entirely against FTC regulations. As for Save the Kids, there was another aspect that caught people's attention, which was the so-called anti-whale mechanism, which if you don't know, a whale is a individual who holds large amounts of a specific coin. This anti-whale mechanism essentially says that nobody who owns more than 20% of a token can sell before 24 hours have passed from the launch. The shocking clue that turned the investigation on its head was the fact that the anti-whale code was changed from 24 hours to just one minute. This proves without the shadow of a doubt that the individuals behind Save the Kids had the outright intention to dump their bags as soon as possible, going as far as to remove the very obstacle meant to protect the legitimacy of the project. Additionally, tweets about the launch started disappearing and everyone who had put money into the project quickly realized they had been duped. <laughs> Apart from Ricegum and the FaZe members involved in the scam, there was another FaZe clan associate who appeared to be closely tied to save the kids. Jordan Galen, who had been with FaZe for almost three years, worked as a senior talent manager, establishing connections with influencers and brokering sponsorship deals. By all accounts, it appears that he used this position to independently reach out to creators and convince them to become so-called ambassadors for save the kids. We're super excited to get started. Um, FaZe is ready to kind of start formulated in drafting his tweets for tonight. Now this negotiation goes on for a while of when these tweets are going out, but I noticed that Jordan Galen was doing most of the talking. And later, the call is wrapped up rather strangely. Oh. <laughs> oh. 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 Yes, sir. 
they start humming the Matthew McConaughey song from Wolf of Wall Street. If you're not familiar with the movie, the song essentially translates to we are scamming people and nobody is doing anything about it. Hooray for us. Once Save the Kids disintegrated and with the backlash that followed on Twitter, particularly aimed at Face Clan, the organization reacted swiftly, suspending all of the members involved and entirely ousting Kay from the team. Jordan Galen also appears to have been fired, though his name is not mentioned anywhere in the statement. Now here's where things once again get interesting. Kay goes on to make multiple videos in response, not to take responsibility in any way, but instead to play the victim, pointing all of his fingers at Sam Pepper. Now if I were to go into Sam Pepper's history of alleged crypto scams and overall controversial behavior throughout the years, we'd probably be here for hours. And again, there's other people who've done deeper dives on this before. For the sake of keeping this video succinct, let's just say Sam Pepper is not someone you would generally trust with your brand. So is that much more bizarre to see that he somehow made his way into becoming an essential part of the Face Clan entourage? What's interesting is that following CoffeeZilla's expose series on Save the Kids, both Kay and Sam Pepper started leaking details from behind the scenes, incriminating one another. The two of them essentially turning into the Spider-Man finger-pointing meme. It was then revealed that Sam Pepper sold many of his possessions, including his Tesla, and has allegedly fled the United States, possibly to avoid repercussions. There's still many aspects of this entire thing that have remained a mystery. Lucas Ewing, the developer of the token, despite appearing to be a mere contractor in the beginning, has raised heavy question marks upon abruptly refusing to further cooperate. Jordan Galen's involvement remains fuzzy, as it is unclear whether he simply facilitated connections with influencers or played a bigger role in the conception of the project. The one person that has been entirely exonerated, and I think it's important to make a note of this, was FaZe Tico. His wallet address proves that he not only did not sell his Save the Kids tokens, but even bought more after the launch, which demonstrates that he genuinely believed that he was saving these mysterious kids. So you see, to this day, months after the situation has already died down, we still don't know who's primarily responsible for this giant scam. Will there be repercussions for the perpetrators? And will this have a ripple effect on how authorities view the crypto space, which already generates enough skepticism as it is? I think it's a shame to see stuff like this unfold, because there is genuine innovation happening in the crypto space at the moment, and scams like these put a stain on the entire industry that is very difficult to wash off. It is important to note, in my opinion, that crypto is not all about pump and dump schemes and getting rich quick and rocket ship emojis to the moon. While the louder projects are oftentimes sketchy, it's the silent ones that are slowly building the reality we will be living in in the coming decades. Let's just hope that the crypto scams don't become prevalent enough to warrant an industry-wide crackdown that will stifle that innovation. But I'm curious what you guys think about everything that we've discussed in this video. Let me know all of your thoughts down in the comments below. As always, thank you for watching and we'll see you again very soon.